afternoon, the 23rd of March at 2.48pm. We do not muck around here at Global Pandemic Virtual Happy Hour. I've had my first guest already after only having launched this podcast last night. And I'm very pleased to announce to you that I had a great chat with Jacob, who is a fellow podcaster from Ontario in Canada. First ever proper episode. Are you... Can you still hear me? Oh, yeah, I can hear you. It just oh. changes the sounds a little bit. Ah, <laughs> you can pick you? up the microphone better. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. I was like, okay, Take no. Two. <laughs> I probably just leave this in because I'm not very good at editing. Um, all right, okay. but take two. So welcome to, I can't even say the name of this um, podcast properly yet, Global Pandemic Virtual Happy Hour. And welcome to my first official episode. And I'm speaking tonight to the host of a podcast called The Sunday Night Army. And his name is Jacob and he lives in Ontario in Canada. And we are going to talk about his particular situation with regards to the coronavirus right there, right now. How are you tonight? I'm great. Thank you for having me on the pilot show. That's great. I appreciate it. Absolutely. It's, uh, I'm so thrilled that you were able to just uh, go and switch your studio back on and, and talk to me, a la the podcast life. <laughs> oh, no problem. Anything for a fellow podcaster. Yeah, I love that. I love the podcasting community. It's so supportive. Yeah, so how is the situation in – so you're on the east side of Canada, is that correct? Yes, yes. Okay. On, on sort of the east coast, um, out just outside of – few hours from the, our capital uh, of Ottawa, about eight hours from there, four hours from Toronto, our biggest city. But I'm also um, maybe about 40 minutes from Detroit, Michigan, USA. So Ooh, I'm sort right. of kind of stuck in the middle. Okay, yeah. okay. And so I know that you did an update on your podcast on about March the 4th. Um, yes. Of some, some research of the data and statistics that you'd come across. I, I noticed that you um, said you liked to keep things based in fact as much as possible, even though there's quite a lot of information to sort through. Um, yes. How have things changed since then? Because we're about, what date is it? it? It must be nearly two weeks since then. Yes, two weeks. Okay. So it's, give me a little. It's, it's uh, changed drastically. Yeah, okay. go ahead. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> little little will, delay. <laughs> yeah, I will edit that out. Um, okay, so sorry, go on. Oh, no, no, go ahead. You're asking questions. So, no, no, ahead. I was just going to say, give me uh, your, your rundown on how, how where, where, where things are at right now in, in your part of the world and what um, the Canadian government is kind of implementing for you guys right now and your personal situation. So uh, starting off with the government situation, they're a little, little slow uh, to close the borders, to close traffic. I think currently... Uh, we're still letting in uh, an international traffic into the country, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. um, but they've closed the borders between us and the United States. They've limited airports to only three airports in the entire country. And uh, Canada's, and just like Australia, it's a really big country. So mm. uh, both sides of the continent. Uh, locally, for me, it's changed very drastically where three weeks ago we had no cases. And up to a, last week, we were living in a bubble in my area where there was cases on um, in, in Michigan, in Detroit area. There was a lot of cases there. They're in, the, they're in about 500 cases now. 
where we're looking now we we had nothing in about a hundred kilometer radius of where I am until mm -hmm. about four days ago. And now we have two cases that just okay. popped up in the last uh, 24 to 48 hours. And do you, in Australia, we have um, states and territories. And while we have a federal government who controls things on the very kind of top level, our states run our kind of day-to-day -day life. So our states are deciding at the moment what is and isn't going on um, in those particular areas. So my particular state has just announced that all essential, non-essential services, sorry, will be closing down from tomorrow, which includes things like bars and pubs and restaurants, um, those kinds of things. But they're keeping schools open, whereas in the south in Victoria, they're actually shutting down schools. Does Canada have a similar sort of situation? Are you kind of, do you have like counties or, or, or regions that are governed locally who will make decisions or is it all made on a federal level? Well, federal levels uh, seems to be last in the decision making uh, recently. Okay. We do have a provincial level, a province of Ontario. Uh, okay. I've made some decisions uh, to close all the schools about a week ago. Uh -huh. So they closed the schools then uh, and the federal government followed that up the next day, closing um, non-essential businesses uh, right. also. And up to uh, as early as about 24, 48 hours ago, um, everyone was told to be non-essential services, bars, restaurants, only serving takeout and no uh, mm -hmm. patrons in, in the actual businesses. So what happened <laughs> within the last 24 hours is uh, all other, you can say, uh, employees and non-essential factory workers like myself, all shut down. So we are all off for the next minimum two weeks. So all the only thing you have open is grocery stores, gas stations. Okay. And that's it. And they've just said minimum two weeks. They haven't given you any more kind of information than that. No, no, it's it's as it goes, and all the automakers have closed down locally. Also, all the everywhere you would have gatherings of people in these big plants. Um, everything basically closed down uh, to stop this from spreading. Ex like I said, except grocery stores and gas stations. Yep. Right. And so, how do you think the general feeling is in your particular town? Because I'm in a similar. Um, situation we don't have any confirmed cases I don't think in my actual city which is kind of a big town really um, although we Sydney is kind of an hour and a half away and there are many many cases in Sydney and we've been in what you described before that kind of bubble I think most people where I live have been walking around as though this hasn't really affected us yet and so people haven't really started changing their behavior so far but I think that this recent announcement by our state government has um, changed things a lot. So how do you, can you perceive a feeling like now that you've been told not to go to work and that there are actual cases in your area of people's behavior or their, um, I guess, feelings starting to change towards the situation? Well, that's a great question because it's been really strange. Now, within the last two weeks, everybody's been panic buying Mm. Uh, the stores have been empty. It's it's been total insanity. Lineups. Everybody's been going for food and everything they can grab. Now, what happened in the last uh, four to six hours 
uh, all the towns and cities within about a hundred kilometer radius have all of them declared an actual uh, state of emergency. Right. So what happened is now you have uh, now much the stores are not only are they empty from uh, everybody buying everything, but now you have less people actually leaving the house. Everybody staying in. So the feeling is that they're, they're in actual danger. Nobody wants to be outside anymore unless they really need to be. And the strange thing is, yeah, they bought everything out the last two weeks, and there's people still working, but there's less people going out, especially now that they've actually confirmed cases. And uh, the feeling is that they're, they're in some kind of dangers. You have people walking with masks on wow. um, on their faces, all that. That's all happening. Whatever you see on TV, that's happening here. And mm -hmm. again, we are removed from major cities. This is a, more of a rural area. To get the actual city, but it's 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 out there. The the fear is there. Yeah, that's it's it's understandable. I watched a little video that I don't know who it was, but someone made recently, and they said the thing about you know epidemics and pandemics is that it's all fine until it isn't, which right. it kind of sounds obvious, but it really is kind of like that. Like you you go from sort of not knowing anyone having it to suddenly it's everywhere, and it doesn't really feel like there's any lukewarm period. It's either it's off or it's on kind of thing. And I think that that takes people – I don't think many of us are used to being in a kind of um, situation where it happens so suddenly like that. Well, that's true. That's true. And I don't think uh, a lot of people – some are, but not a, a lot of people. Most of um, the population is not prepared to sit at home for no. uh, three days, four days, five, even a week. Uh, without leaving their house. So I think that's what scared people more than the actual virus. Yeah, <laughs> I totally have to agree there. I'm, <laughs> I'm freaking out. Our, our state has said we're not going to close schools, but if you can keep your kids home, then please do. And I'm like, oh, come on, don't put that on me because I don't want to be the one mum who's sending their kid to school when they don't need to just because I can't deal with having them at home. <laughs> but <laughs> true. I understand that, but it's funny. Our, we, our, our, ours, the government actually did it. They closed all that first. That's the yeah. first thing they closed the week before everything else. But no, they're all here. They're all doing whatever they want to do, and uh, we can't send them anywhere. So, wow. and now, now I'm here with them, so that's even more of a pain. Well, that's the that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, at least for a while there, you could have escaped to work, but I've I've got nowhere to go. I just have to be here with them. <laughs> More podcasts. More, more podcasts, more Paw Patrol, and um, yeah, more wine probably. <laughs> there you go. That's a great idea. <laughs> That's my strategy. Um, okay, well, I don't want to keep you too long. So, unless there's anything else that you'd particularly like to add um, from your well, no. perspective. Well, again, it's just Canada. We have uh, over 1,048 cases, 13 deaths uh, total. Um, looking at everything. Hopefully it doesn't rise. We hope for the best, but the way uh, we have well, the problem we're having is uh, we had, we just had March break. People are returning from vacations, mm. and a lot of people don't seem to worry too much about this thing, and that's how it's getting spread um, yeah. to our area more now. Okay, so you've just come back from a vacation break, okay? Because ours is uh, yes. ours is <laughs> ours, our summer holidays finished at the end of January, so we've been in term this whole sort of most of most of the time since our first case um mm -hmm. 
then we have the Easter holidays coming up. Right. But we did have a – we allowed a cruise ship to dock in Sydney and we let the passengers come off and I think there's been at least 35 confirmed cases now have come from that yeah. ship. That's... So I don't know if that was a really big fuck-up or like – I think so. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm well, if we haven't learned from the United States – uh, exactly. Yeah, from letting ships dock, that's, yeah, you don't yeah. want to do that. No, I know. And that was, like, <coughs> literally the end of last week. No, you're fine, you're fine. Yep. Uh, literally the end of last week. So I would have – I was surprised um, by that. Not that I'm, the government usually surprises me with its, <laughs> you know, <laughs> decisions. But, yeah, that was an interesting one. So that's really spiked our cases, particularly in uh, New South Wales. Mm. Um, but, you know, it's kind of done now. And I think that's probably what prompted – um, the over the weekend, the state governments all got together and, and started making some pretty serious decisions, and I think it was probably due to that. And I think they're kind of saying no non-essential travel, and I'm waiting for the next announcement, which will be cancel your Easter holidays. Nobody's going anywhere, so it'll be an interesting time. Yeah, that's that's what we have right now. We have <coughs> oh, excuse me. <coughs> still getting over my um my own flu yeah, no. <laughs> that's what we that's what we have right now we have canceled non-essential travel across mm. the border mm-hmm. locally everybody still stay home yeah plus there's not, not really anywhere to go there's nothing in the stores because we right. panicked and then you can't <laughs> go to your friend's house because who knows they might be sick they might have traveled on vacation for a week so you yeah. can't trust anybody that way because some people don't know yes it's so, so true that, we're all we're all we're basically stuck for who knows how long time. Uh, we don't have any guidance to what the plan might be. Is just don't go to the hospital. You'll make it worse. So I don't know. Is Australia putting out um, those testing sites? Because I know we we have about thirteen in our province right now. Yeah. So I know that in Wollongong, the, the town I live in, we opened very early a drive-through testing center. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, but then we ran out of tests, so I don't know <laughs> how helpful okay. that really was. Yeah, and I mean, and I mean yeah, <laughs> it was a good effort. Um, but I, like, we ran out almost nationally, and we had to wait for another. We got another ninety-seven thousand tests in about two weeks ago. But for a period there, they were really only testing um, people who had either recently returned from overseas or had close contact to a confirmed case. So even if you were showing up at the GP or the, the doctor or the hospital or medical centre or whatever, they weren't testing people, um, even if you had corona-like symptoms. I think that's probably the next thing that's going to be addressed for us, but I actually have no idea where we're even at with that right now. Um, I still hear cases of people being uh, turned away unless they yeah had those two kind of specific things so yeah yeah Yeah. same thing here yeah yeah right okay well there you go well I super super interesting to talk to you um I think I was trying to kind of bury my head in the sand a little bit last week and just (laughs) not (laughs) talk about it anymore but I'm actually finding it even just talking to you tonight, I'm actually finding it a little bit comforting just to know that it's kind of everybody everywhere and it's almost the same across the board and, um, you know, that we're not the only ones, you know, whose government is kind of leaving us in the dark and giving us mixed messages and, um, you know, 
being a bit behind the eight ball. <laughs> I think they're, they're, learn, they're learning as it goes from country to country. Whoever makes the worst mistakes, they learn from that. And as <laughs> you see, awful. you know, yeah. and, and then we, we get the longer it stays away from us and the yeah. more they know, I guess. So we'll find yeah. out. It's, it's, it's going to be interesting next couple of weeks. It will. It will. Well, I will check in with you in, in about, uh, you know, 10 to 15 days and, and, and get an update from where you are, if that's all right with you, because I super, super enjoyed talking to you. Well, thanks for having me on on your first show. That would be great. Absolute pleasure.